Hello, this is Susan Harris, one of the bloggers at GardenRat.com. You're listening to Smart Talk. The Mike Nowak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Surveillance video shows a stampede of customers clearing the shelves. Fights over toilet paper breaking out in grocery stores as shelves run empty. People, what are you doing? I really don't understand what people are doing. You do not need to panic over toilet paper. Water, I would understand, right? Food, medicine, yes, but you can survive without toilet paper. (laughs) Don't forget, you're in a bathroom. Oh, how will I clean my butt in this room with a shower? (laughs) I feel like like people in first world countries don't know what to panic about. (laughs) Toilet paper? Of people just going to be running around Walmart like, oh, where's the car wax? <laughs> and maybe it's because it's because where I grew up, there were times when we didn't have toilet paper. Honestly, when I was a kid, we didn't have toilet paper. We always made a plan, right? You can use newspaper. You just rub it together. This is a true thing, right? You can use paper towels. Hell, everyone in America has a dog. Push comes to shove. You wipe your ass on the dog. Yeah, freckles, get out here. <laughs> It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611. Good planets hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas, wind blowing through breathing trees, strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Jet streams, perfect air. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Good planets are in the main. Right. No, don't get started. Don't get started. Oh, well, welcome to the show and welcome. There he goes. Welcome to Peggy's dog, Basil, uh, in the background. We're going to get a little ba- – yeah. there's a ding for Basil as well. Uh, here we are. This is, this is life in the, uh, in the 21st century, in the age of coronavirus. Once again, we're hunkered down in our respective abodes. We have our dingers with us. You know what I've realized? When we do these uh, broadcasts now from home, my best friend, and I almost forgot to put it up here, is the worldwide clock, which ah. I have to have on my computer because it's it's kind of tough to hear the signal coming back from the station. Mm-hmm. So I I have to do it by looking at the clock. Oh yeah, we're almost out of time. How about that? So uh, I'll just keep my my eye on the wristwatch here. And <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, and you know what? It is uh, it is still spring. Um, it's not much of a spring right it's now. Kinda, yeah, windy and gray and yeah, in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, 
you know, this is the best we can do right now. But you know what? So folks are starting to to grow stuff. And that's why we're so pleased uh, to have on the program today, Melinda Myers. When we come back from the break, she's here. She's a regular on the show. She's a worldwide uh, personality. In fact, she's known on Jupiter and Saturn as well. <laughs> um, she does. She gets a ding for that. She does TV programs on Saturn. I don't know if you realize that, folks, but she does. Uh, and the other thing you have to worry about when you're doing these things is to look actually into the camera. I've, I've watched watching the news shows on TV. Nobody knows how to look into the cameras on their own computers. And the lighting is all different. I kind of love that, that they're all they're all. Yeah. They have to deal with that stuff. Anyway, Melinda Myers is here on the program. We're also going to talk about how grow you can grow your seeds indoors with a wonderful product called Happy Leaf LED. That's all today on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around, grab a cup of coffee, have some fun. It's a morning for gardening. We live in challenging times. They can also be challenging times for your trees. Bartlett Tree Experts understands that. And because their number one concern is safety, routine tree work will be paused during the COVID-19 crisis in America. Bartlett's commitment to safety means being prepared and taking the necessary precautions to ensure the health and safety of their employees and their customers. However, even during a stay-at-home order, storms still happen and trees need essential services performed on them. These include storm damage mitigation, hazard tree removal, deadwood removal that may endanger the public, and treatments to trees that, if not made in a timely fashion, could lead to the death of the tree. That's why Bartlett constantly reviews disease control and prevention guidelines to keep its teams and you safe. If you think your tree needs emergency treatment, give the folks at Bartlett Tree Experts a call. Because even in a pandemic, every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. From small boat to your dinner table with a quick stop at your doorstep. The seafood at Sitka Salmon Shares comes from a collective of small boat fishermen who respect the ocean and its sea life. They're a community-supported fishery like your CSA. Instead of produce, they bring you responsibly harvested, wild-caught Alaskan seafood. The fish is in season and reflects the limits of nature. You even know who caught the fish. It's right on the box. Sign up today. I did. Use promo code Mike25 for $25 off your share. Go to SitkaSalmonShares.com. We know that we're asking Americans to do a lot right now. So we're asking everyone to be selfless for others so that we can protect those who are most susceptible to this virus. A question I often get asked is why should young people care about the spread of coronavirus? Well, we know that people with underlying medical conditions over the age of 60 are at highest risk, but they've got to get it from somebody. Social distancing is really physical separation of people It's what we refer to when we ask people to say at least six feet apart. Not going to bars, not going to restaurants, not going to theaters where there are a lot of people. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others who might actually be infected or infect you. We all have a role to play in preventing person-to-person spread of this disease, which can be deadly for vulnerable groups. For more information on how you can social distance, please go to coronavirus.gov. Hands, washing hands, reaching out, don't touch me, I won't touch you, sweet Caroline. Oh, we should do this. 
I'm sorry. Can't invite me ever. Haven't you ever been to a basketball game? Because that's what they do. They play the Sweet Caroline, and everybody, you know, forty thousand people going ba ba ba. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think it should be wash, wash, wash. It could be. <laughs> there you the go. Part of that thing is that's actually Neil Diamond. All right. And he <sighs> he sat there with his guitar and uh, he yeah. sang. You know, I never thought that Neil Diamond had a sense of humor. So <laughs> apparently you know, he does. Hard times bring out the best in all it, of us. There we go. True. And I. <laughs> It's a it's a great thing to have Neil Di even Neil Diamond, okay, folks, uh, is is willing to step up for the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic uh, that we have in the country, and that's why this morning we're going to be talking a little bit uh, about gardening stuff. Uh, before we get there with Melinda Myers, let me tell you that there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. That's an understatement if there ever was one. That's why the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki has just launched a campaign called Keep Eating Healthy, where we feature local farms and food services that you should know about. If you're an omnivore, having a freezer full of high-quality, locally-raised meat is one thing you can do for your family. Cedar Valley Sustainable Farm, let's give them a ding, uh, raises their animals in ways that respect nature in fresh air and sunshine on green pastures. All the animals are drug and hormone free and the meat is cut and packaged to your specifications. Order by March 31st. Now that's in two days, folks. March 31st for April delivery or by April 25th for delivery in May. Go to Cedar Valley Sustainable Com and click on the custom butchered link to place an order or you can purchase a CSA share. We'll talk more about that later. Go to the right side of any page at MikeNovak.net, M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K.net for more information about Cedar Valley Sustainable Farm and other small businesses in the Keep Eating Healthy campaign. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. As I mentioned before, we are honored as always. I don't know if you saw the blog post, Melinda Myers, uh, but I put a photo of us doing a great big hug the last time you were on the show. And now that's no longer legal in America. I don't know if you realize. So we got it in just in the nick of time. Yes. <laughs> it was last October. We were still so we're safe. We were, we were abiding by the directive. Yeah. Uh, yeah we were anticipating what was to come, I guess. Yeesh. I think so. Uh, nobody anticipated. Nobody could possibly have been, oh, let's not even go down that no. road, okay? Let's not even go there. Because what we want to talk about today is the fact that spring is here. Nature is, as I think I said this last week, it's it's almost as if nature is taunting us right now. <laughs> um, people keep telling us, um, and rightly so, you need to go out. You need to, in, in, when you're being confined to quarters, so to speak, you need to go out in your yard. You need to go for a walk, even if it's around the block. You need to go to a park if it's open, and that is the key because in Chicago, I don't know if they've had to do this in Milwaukee, Melinda, but they shut down the lakefront. And a lot yeah, of the parks. Too many people were crowding and gathering, so I think that was part of the concern, that keeping the social distancing, people forgot that just because you're outside 
you know, if you huddle up outside, not a good idea. So, well, yeah. 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 And as I call them, the knuckleheads, okay? Yeah. The knuckleheads got out there and. As it, you said, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things because the knuckleheads get out there and ruin it for everybody else. Uh, and, you know, they're probably going to have to shut it down eventually anyway. So may, basically in Chicago, the parks that are along the lake and then the 606, which is the elevated trail like the, the High Line in New York, that's shut down too. And, and my feeling was from the get-go, guys, you got to shut that down. That is so cramped up there. Um, it's people bumping into each other all the time. So here we are. What about in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin? You know, they are starting to shut down the state parks. As last I heard, are still open. But again, I think it's going to depend on whether people are respectful of abiding by space. Um, the good news is, even if you live in an apartment, um, you know, you're still allowed to walk your dog in Wisconsin. I assume you can in Chicago mm-hmm. area and sure. most of the country. Um, if you have a little bit of yard or a balcony, getting outside and doing a bit of gardening, it's not the same as being at the lakefront or hiking in the forest. But, you know, getting outside, there's still still things we can do, even if we're confined to our yard or block or neighborhood. Well, what I understand around here is that you can get into a forest preserve and you can, uh, there are areas where you still, there are other parks in the city because they're away from the lakefront, which is like a magnet. Right. And again, rightly so. This is where people want to be. It's such a beautiful, Lake Michigan is wonderful. It is. It goes as far north as Milwaukee, doesn't it? I know. It's hard to believe, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So here we are. Uh, and one of the things is if you have a yard, you're very lucky. Yes, very much so. Because you get to go out back and or front or wherever it is and do some gardening, right? You bet. hands in the dirt, yes. And there's that research that shows that there are those microbacteria in the soil that are good for us. Research found that it fights depression, and they really are starting to search to see if it can help with other things like ADHD, bipolar, you know, even Alzheimer's. So gardeners, we've always known digging in the soil is good for us. Well, now they're going to prove, now they've proved it and finding new ways to take advantage of that to health of, help us even more with health and well-being. Unfortunately, it seems like we're going to be getting a mixed message right now that because we're it, the world is hand sanitizer right now. and and i have to admit that is for years that has been uh the bane of my existence trying to tell people really you don't need hand sanitizer for everything especially if you're digging in the dirt because as you say having exposure to these microbes studies show that it actually does make you healthier Right. And washing your hands from the get-go have been really the best option. And, you know, you're going to wash your hands before you eat anyway, after you dig in the dirt in the, in the garden and work the soil and enjoy the outdoors. So it's being sensible, I guess, is the word. Right. Oh, what? <laughs> I was trying to be tactful, Mike. Help Gardeners me out here. not sensible? What? We just talked about the nut jobs at the lake. Yeah, but they're not gardening. They're not digging in the dirt. Well, that's, that's true. true. Right. They're just bumping into each other on their bicycles and with their and playing stuff. basketball and, and playing basketball. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Um, so we're coming out of winter and in the Midwest, it has not been at least in certain parts of the Midwest has not been a particularly bad winter. That's that has good and bad things. Well, how do you look at it, Melinda? Well, you know, we, we had that terrible Halloween freeze and ice storm and snow, and then it warmed up in December, and I was getting calls from people. Things were starting to grow. Then it got cold again. You know, as much as I 
just hate snow. Once it's here, if it stays, we're all better off, including our plants. So I think we may see some dieback this year. It's a wait and see. And I think patience is the one important tool that we all kind of have to work at because it's wait and see versus, oh, it's dead. It looks dead. I'm going to prune it off. And it's been a little cool and wet. We just had a lot of rain up here the last couple of days. And that's just going to slow the soil warming. And it means things are not going to pop out as quickly. So just be patient before you assume things are dead. I got copied on a Facebook post um, yesterday about a woman who's jonesing to get her dahlias planted. And I said, <laughs> no. Okay, let me, tell no. You, let me tell you about dahlias. <laughs> they want soil temperatures of 60, okay? So I went in my own backyard, and I popped the soil thermometer in. It was 52. Okay. So, and you're in a fairly warm – you're in a, a little bit of a microclimate being yeah. in the city and – you know, a little bit warmer than a lot. So I'm sure her soil, if she's not in your neighborhood, was probably yeah. a lot colder. Yeah, that's I mean, what is, I'm thinking. Is that, was, what? Go ahead. I was going to say, is that 51, though, a little bit warmer than we might normally have right now? Uh, I don't think so. I got a feeling it's it's like right on track. Okay. It's, I think we're just, I think being, you know, locked in our houses and limited to what we can do, I think we're looking outside. I had a woman at one of my talks before all the cancellations happened, so this has been a month ago, say, you know, what would you tell someone who started sunflower seeds indoors? And she had that look on her face, and I'm like, would we be talking about you? <laughs> she kind of sheepishly said, oh, yeah. Um, that would be microgreens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, <my> Which <laughs> is a great thing to do. Fresh, you know, fun to grow. If you have kids at home you know a lot of people their children aren't in school and so what we're doing daily projects on my Facebook to try to help people do something to keep involved in gardening with or without children things microgreens are fun I think all of us enjoy eating them and growing them you get results in 10 days you know it doesn't get much better than that and so trying to help people do those projects because you're right we need to keep busy in a positive way Kathleen did you hear that we got to get the microgreens <laughs> Okay. Oh, good. Thanks. Is she happy or not too happy with me now? Oh, yeah. Show me uh, microgreens. For those of you, uh, oh, oh, okay. For those of you watching on the radio, Peggy's holding up her microgreens. La da da. So yeah, I know. Ready to harvest. Since, well, okay. yeah. Except I learned I probably need to put more seeds in because it's a little sparse. But well, I should have brought my. I'm growing greens under. Um, uh, an LED light setup. It's a setup. It's a revolutionary tomato pot that gardeners adapted with an LED light so that you could start your tomato inside or grow greens inside. And it's been fun because I've been going up to my shop, harvesting greens every night to make a fresh salad. And, you know, it's one of those things I've not really done in the past just because I've been too busy. So now I have a little more time, not working on the weekends too much so it's been great <laughs> what, what what does that mean what yeah. <laughs> okay, other than with you guys but, hey. well, but you know this has disrupted your whole schedule because your your life revolves around all your appearances you do so many appearances that if i get one a year i'm i'm like thank you uh but uh you that's that's how you make your living and so it's been kind of tough on you but i guess you get to do other things at home you know exactly and it's a time to be creative. Technology is not my friend. You guys are way better at it than me. So I'm learning a lot about how to do TV interviews on FaceTime and get better at doing videos for Facebook. And I'm recording my radio tips in the closet. And, you know, it's kind of like it's a new world for me. And I hate technology. I'd rather have a shovel and a 
plant, but you know, it's the reality yeah. of keeping busy. But you have the headset with the attached microphone. I'm very hey. impressed by that. <laughs> you don't you don't sound like you're talking in a cave. And even the the the, the, the talking heads on the news channel sound like they're in a cave half the time. Okay. Well, they want to look good. I'm like, I don't care what my hair looks like. If you can hear me, it's good enough. And that picture hopefully is small enough on their computers. It's all. <laughs> all right. Well, so we we have a couple of minutes before we break here. Um, coming out of the winter, what are the concerns? You mentioned pruning before, and I think what happens with people is they jump the gun on that uh, because uh, they think, oh, it's dead, and they don't re- and they forget from year to year it really doesn't come out until April or whatever. They're or not May or some years June when it's really cold and wet in some parts of the country. So, you, so maybe a little patience is in order. You bet. You know, start with the broken, damaged, you know, say, if you see sunken, discolored areas called cankers, you know, those need to come out, crossed and rubbing branches. If you start there, you've really got a good start on your pruning and then wait to see, you know, things that are greatly overgrown, prune for shape, don't shear in shape. It's hard on the plants, but remove a few of those older stems right back to ground level. But really just start with the obvious things that you know are a problem on the plant. That's going to help you feel better. It's going to help your plant and try to do it when it's a drier period so and use a good bypass quality pruner so that those wounds close quickly so that insects and disease don't move in uh let's let's explain the difference between a bypass pruner and what's the one An that, anvil anvil pr- pr- yeah so bypass is just like scissors two sharp blades that c- go by each other so it makes a nice clean cut a bypass uh anvil pruner the bad one the anvil pruner has a flat surface and one sharp blade so it crushes the stem and so really you're just creating a terrible wound that's not going to heal very quickly and that just really sets your plan up for some problems and so really skip the anvil pruner do the bypass um and you'll have much better success yeah uh, every now and I, well, back in the day i had an anvil pruner to start and i didn't know the difference and it, it really does make a difference all right that's melinda myers uh we have more garden tips for your spring stick around it's the mike novak show with peggy malecki i hope you can stick around too I'm Dr. Anthony Lizowitz, and this is Climate Connections. More than a third of the food produced in the U.S. goes uneaten, and much of that wasted food is sent to landfills, where it decomposes and releases methane, a potent global warming gas. Additionally, there are immense resources embedded in the food that goes to waste, so water, land use, fertilizer, significant resources that are squandered. Matthew Taylor is with the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. His department launched a statewide initiative called Get Food Smart Tennessee. It provides education and technical assistance to schools, nonprofits, and businesses. For example, the program helped a high school conduct an audit of wasted food and identify ways to prevent that waste. And has hosted a workshop where chefs traded ideas on how to better manage inventory, monitor portion sizes, and repurpose ingredients. Very practical things that can be done in a restaurant setting that can really reduce the amount of food going to waste. Taylor says institutions that reduce food waste can get certified by the Get Food Smart program. The goal is to reward their efforts and inspire others to follow their lead. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org.
Chicagoans are always looking for innovative ways to lead healthier lives. This is Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach our area's fast-growing wellness and sustainability market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 targeted monthly readers in print and online. Call me today at 847-858-3697 and check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Now this is a new one. You haven't heard this one yet. Here we go. Oh, I'm getting sick of this. I'm sick of this. Why are you trying to ruin my life, Corona? Oh, I want to take a trip on a ship. But they went and canceled my cruise, Corona. My nose never stops being itchy. Hands are dirty. Okay, <laughs> I can't tell you how many versions of my Sharona to uh, Sharona are out there now in the world, but I'm going to keep bringing them to you. I it took me no time at all to populate all of our bump music this week with <laughs> Corona songs. There's just I bet not. <laughs> no end to them. So I'm actually enjoying it because uh, it's entertaining to me, and I hope it's entertaining to folks who are listening as well. And if we're lucky, Mark Zuckerberg won't uh, knock us off <laughs> because we do that. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Molecki. Here we are in our homes, and Melinda Myers is in her home. No hugs today. Melinda. No hugs, just virtual. Virtual, just virtual hugs. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about getting your garden started. Uh, coming out of winter, we said pruning. Uh, you got to pay attention, see what's dead, see what's coming back. Take some time, maybe. Don't go hacking away at it until no. you know what's going on. Although I have to admit, I did hack at my uh, rose in the back. I got uh, – it's a small one. It's a little – one of those uh, – what do they call them? Oro? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, it, anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful orange rose, and it's a – An it's Oso, a, one of the Oso, Oso. Easy, like or, the pet. Oh, right. so easy. Like the paprika is one of my favorites. That's the, the one nice I The nice orange. I love that one. Oh, so easy paprika. And it was starting to bud like crazy. Really? Yeah. And I just said, okay, uh, I want this. I'm sh- I'm controlling the shape this year. <laughs> well, it's not getting the best of me this year. <laughs> yeah. And I figured by the end of March, um, it's probably it's probably pretty safe to prune the rose because one of the reasons you don't prune roses too early is if you get another freeze, you could have a dieback, uh, and now you're cutting back even more than you wanted to on your rose, right? You bet. And so that is one of the problems for those of us in the north is, you know, we never know. I was looking through some pictures to try to put together a talk a month or so ago, and I forgot how much snow we had here in April. Every mid-April picture had snow on everything. And I was like, oh, man, we're not done yet. Just a reminder. Well, if you go to my website, you'll see the <laughs> photograph of the crocuses growing mm-hmm. through the snow. Through the snow. Yeah, that was last week. And remember, last year, we had two snow events in April. Right. Uh, so we're not, April. We didn't even, we're not even in April yet. Yeah. Unless and I think that's one thing to remember. And that's, you were talking about everyone's anxious to get started planting. And unless you have some cloches or row cover, maybe too early to get most of your things in the ground, you know, warm up that soil a bit if you're in the north before you plant so you have better success. Well, and one of the things you mentioned, uh, and you did an article for Natural Awakenings Chicago, 
uh, magazine. And uh, thank you, Peggy, for well, thank you. getting the word out. Um, you, you, you mentioned, I believe you mentioned, um, about soil and you, you're talking about moisture. This is still a time, if you go mucking around in your garden, you're going to compact that soil, aren't you? You bet. And that's, that's a great thing that anybody should do at any time that you're ready to go out and start walking on your garden, working your garden. Take a handful of soil and gently squeeze. Tap it with your finger. If it breaks apart into smaller pieces, it's ready to work. If it stays in a mud ball, go back and look at your plans or start some seeds indoors or do something else because it's just too wet. And you will deal with those problems you've created not only through this season but for years to come compaction, clods. If you have clay soil, you know how it cracks when it gets dry. And that's because you've wrecked the soil structure. So it's better to wait. I know that wasn't, you're nodding your head for your soil. That's those other people, right? And and, and like yeah, all of us wait. Heads up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, my, mine's all solid mud right now after these rains. You, so. you wouldn't even want to get out there. <laughs> I can't make fun of those people because it's so easy to actually oh. cause problems to your soil. The other, uh, all right. Two weeks ago, was it two weeks or like a week and a half ago, I got out and I pruned. No, it was last Sunday because it was after the show last Yay. Sunday. I said, I need I need some relaxation. <laughs> I need something. And I went out in the yard and I pruned my honeysuckle, which is basically tearing down my fence. Okay. Uh, a honeysuckle vine, it's, which is gorgeous when it blooms, but it can be a thug yes. on, on structures, can't it? It can be. I have a major wheeler, which I love and the hummingbirds love. And it's, I've been looking at it every morning going, this maybe is the year I have a little more time to get out and do some pruning. Just, you know, there are those plants, like you're mentioning, that need it. I have kiwi vines and, you know, I need to get out there and prune those right away to get mm-hmm. them under control. So there are certain plants, like you're mentioning, that you know you need to get some severe pruning because you're shaping them or they're vigorous growers or they require some more intense pruning. Your fruit trees, you know, work on that structure this is a good time to prune those as well um i was gonna say what about clematis when would you start pruning those you know we prune those to really control the size too so this is a good time i really leave mine stand and until i start to see you know the buds swelling and then i'll take them down just because i find a lot of birds hiding in them until things leaf out but yeah you could get those down right now as well it's six to 12 inches back to the ground Um, a little bit harder if you had clematis wilt which only affects the crowns of the plant you want to get those out if you didn't take care of it in the fall well you know what i i have one in the front one in the back and the one in the front grows up through my uh sumac my uh, staghorn oh nice and i I grow it up through there because the staghorn supports it um and it's really beautiful i hack that all the way to the ground because it leaves a nest uh over the winter and i don't need that i i try to keep it because i put my christmas lights there okay um but the one in the back um which is a purple one and i don't know the variety it's long lost in the mists of time yeah, purple, I, hear you. Um, purple. <laughs> I, I, I leave that whole vine up yeah and, because it's already attached to wherever it's going and i don't even touch it and it comes back each year well, and then that gives it that structure. I had a wrought iron fence in my old house in my city lot, Milwaukee. And so if I left the old vines up, I didn't have to retrain them every year. So the new growth would just climb up like you're mentioning. So you bring up a good point. Pruning is partly on what the plant needs and partly what you're trying to accomplish in your landscape design or creating that environment for the birds that you're trying to attract. Uh, you know, we were, I want to get back real quick to the honeysuckle. One of the things I did when I was, because it was, the ground was still muddy. Um, I grabbed a board uh, out in the garage 
threw it on the ground, stood on the board and on anything that wasn't the soil uh, as I pruned. And even so, the board pushed down a little bit, but it, but the damage was limited uh, because I was spreading the weight out. Exactly. So, yes, taking care is a great idea. So looking for those creative solutions when you can't stand to be inside or wait any longer. Mm-hmm. So given that, given that the ground is still moist, uh, what can you do right now? What do you encourage people to do? And we have about two minutes left. Okay. One of the fun things that I learned a few years ago, I was speaking at Fort Wayne at their home and garden show a few years ago, and I was there this spring just in the nick of time. But from some of the master gardeners, we're talking about winter sowing. And the idea is you take milk jugs or two liter soda bottles, punch holes in the bottom, cut the top off so you still have a handle. So just connected by the handle by a couple of inches, put potting mix or seed starter mix in the bottom. So it's about three inches deep. Plant your seeds, make sure they're at the right depth. You can plant a little closer because it's broadcast seeding. You're going to transplant them. Duct tape the top to the bottom. Take the cap off. Put it outside. Make sure it's in an area where snow and rain can reach it or you'll need to water occasionally. But it's like a mini mini cold frame. Um, I've been doing, I've got some broccoli out there. I have some uh, smooth blue asters out there. Um, I'm waiting about a week to do my tomatoes and basil. But it's a way if you don't have lights or you don't have room to grow inside. And it's a fun activity. The worst you're out if it doesn't if it doesn't work is you're out some seeds and you don't tell anybody it didn't work and you try again next year. But it's a fun way, and and especially if you've got kids or I I I find adults are excited. I'm excited because it extends my ability to start plants from seeds. And most of us have seeds in our refrigerator or basement that we didn't get planted. I have too many that were planted last year. Oh yeah. So you know, oh, and yeah. a little bit of potting mix, and you know, you've got a milk jug or soda bottle that you can adapt. And it's a fun way to start some seeds without a lot of expensive equipment. And and very quickly, what was that you do with the milk jug? Um, so you cut the milk jug so that you leave about the bottom three, you cut about three or four inches from the bottom all the way around except by the handle. So that the handle, you've got two uh-huh. inches attached to the top. I'm trying to show you with my hands here. <laughs> and then you put your potting mix in the bottom, um, put some seeds in, make sure they're planted at the right depth. Moisten, of course, I forgot to mention watering. Duct tape the top to the bottom so it's closed. Put it outside, cap off. Now, if we get a really cold snap, some people will cover them. Um, when I've started earlier, usually I've got enough snow that that insulates them. Um, you know, and if you're really nervous, do chives. Chives grow anywhere, so you'll definitely be successful. Oh, yeah. But I've done tomatoes. I've done lots of perennials because that's a great way to make your plant budget go further. So um, right. it's called winter sowing, and I have a tip on my website as well. In fact, let's you folks can go to the website Melinda Myers M Y E R S dot com. She's got her books, she's got her videos, she's got the audio thing. She does things all over the country. We're out of time, Melinda. Always a pleasure. Thank Stay you free. so much. Okay. You too. Take care, you too. Thank you so Bye. much. All Goodbye. Right. Bye, everyone. Did you know that a running toilet can waste up to 200 gallons of water per day? In the Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Water is a precious and vital resource, and 750 million people on this planet don't have access to safe, clean water. So let's not waste what we have, okay? According to the EPA, we lose over 1 trillion gallons of water a year to household leaks. So let's fix those leaky faucets, folks. While you're at it, consider installing a low-flow showerhead. 
and a low-flow toilet. And maybe sing a shorter song when you're in the shower, because Americans also use 1.2 trillion gallons of water just showering every year. Just saying. I'm Green Diva Meg. Find more useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com. This is Mike Novak. For weeks, Peggy and I have been talking about how easy it is to support clean energy thanks to Hero Power. And now they're backing that up by offering you $25 off to join the Hero Power Clean Energy Program. You get 100% of your electricity consumption matched with Green E certified renewable energy certificates every time you pay your electric bill. Plus, you'll never pay more than the ComEd rate. You'll know where your money is going without extra costs or termination fees. Your bill doesn't change. Your service doesn't change. You still pay the ComEd basic electric rate. Sign up in less than two minutes and Hero Power will handle the rest. Plus, you can get a $25 credit off your first bill when you sign up and mention that you heard about Hero Power on the Mike Novak Show. Support clean energy now at MyHeroPower.com. I switched. You should too. Go to MyHeroPower.com. This is Peggy Malecki from WCGO. During the COVID outbreak, you can still find fresh, healthy food and help others receive it. There's the Chicago Community COVID-19 Response Fund, the Greater Chicago Food Depository, My Block, My Hood, My City, and more. Check out Illinois Stewardship Alliance, Chicago Farmers Market Collective, Green City Market, and Naturally Chicago for fresh food sources. There is more out there, so find it. Don't let anyone go hungry in this time of crisis. We're all in this together. There's another one. Uh, all over the place. Welcome back yep. to the Milbach Show with Peggy Malecki. Um, it, I can't tell right now. Andrew, do we uh, do we have BJ uh, on the phone? Let's bring in BJ Miller. BJ, are you with us? I am. Hi, BJ. I knew that. I, I'm, I'm telling you, BJ, again. I, I knew the Zoom was not going to work with you. I just knew it. <laughs> you know, here I am in my comfy car office getting Wi-Fi off my local community center, and I thought I was all set there. But I got yeah. excited and joined the meeting too soon. Uh, but you're uh, – are you busy? Are you in the greenhouse this morning? Um, Today I'm not in the greenhouse. I've got other – science projects going on here at home and working from home from happy <laughs> <laughs> my science projects i have many going on at the same time <laughs> yeah uh, my BJ kids are getting is, uh, a little tired of homeschool <laughs> uh, yeah bj is a, a horticultural consultant with happy leaf led they get a ding over on this end how about you Peg? there we go uh, she's been in the horticultural industry for way too long um done done a number <laughs> Wholesale nursery grower, greenhouse and gardens manager, production supervisor uh, for large hydroponic baby greens producers, uh, and you're an instructor at City Grange, also uh, in Chicago. By the way, you should know right now, I'm going to tell you two things. If you're listening to this conversation and you want to follow along, go to happyleafled.com. 
Uh, and perhaps the easiest way to do that is go to my website, MikeNovak.net. On the right-hand side, on all the pages, you will see a logo for Happy Leaf uh, because they're great sponsors of the Mike Novak Show in, in full disclosure. And um, the, the, but we don't need to even do a disclosure because Peggy and I love uh, the Happy Leaf products. We've got Happy Leaf LEDs going on in our both, both of our homes right now. Uh, growing all kinds of stuff. We're getting the seedlings going and they're, well, they're very happy. Um, (laughs) And uh, BJ, uh, why is that? What makes Happy Leaf so different? Um, Well, there's a lot of things that make it different. Um, There's so many grow lights on the market and um, it goes way beyond the gimmicks on the box and what it claims to do. But um, the long science short is that it is, Happy Leaf Lights are delivering the precise wavelengths that plants need to grow. So um, it has all the right the ratios of red to blue to green that you need for perfect photosynthesis, which means better, healthier plants. Well, yeah, and, and a lot of people, uh, you wrote an article that you can find uh, by going to happyleafled.com. Uh, and again, click the link. And by the way, when you click on from my website, MikeNovak.net, there's a special offer right now because a lot of people are thinking, you know mm-hmm. what? I need to grow stuff. This yeah. is important. I need yeah. the seed started now. Yeah. Uh, the problem is- They even gave you your own special promo code, Mike. I know. You use Mike and you- <laughs> Are you feeling special? And, uh, and you, magic, get, you get- It's a magic word. Uh, it is a magic word. It's yeah. not, M-I-K, not M-I-C, but M-I-K-E is the-, the yeah. promo code. But I think uh, where yeah. you were going, Mike, with this is just seeds are now so there's a pandemic run on seeds. You can't get yeah. them. Uh, there's a couple of articles that I posted on the blog uh, talking about how there's a backlog. And some of these folks like, um, oh, uh, well, who's the, uh, I'm not going to remember unless I go to the blog right now and I'm not going to be able to find it. But we quote some people who say they've never, ever mm-hmm. seen anything like this before. I, I was on a couple of the seed sites yesterday, some of the big ones, Territory and some of those, and they just, they're saying, we're sorry, we're working as fast as we can, and there's, things are back ordered. And and that's the way it, it is going right now. So if you're going to order your seeds, you better do it right now. Oh, it's Jared Gettle is, mm. uh, is the guy uh, and that Peggy and I have uh, have met him uh, in in the past. And um, Baker, he, Baker Creek. Uh, with yes, with Baker Creek Heirloom oh. Seeds, and he's one of the people who's saying, "Wow, we've never seen it like that." Renee's Garden is having the same uh, issue. Uh, all kinds of different folks are dealing with that. There's an article in the New York Times about it. So, if you want the seeds, you do like I did and Melinda does. If we go to our basement where all the seeds can sit, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, go we, to some of the smaller seed companies because I don't think people know about them. Yeah. So uh, that given. Uh, what uh, do you tell people about growing their seeds under a happy leaf uh, LED, uh, BJ? Um, well, yes, yeah, so that was a good point, Peggy. The smaller seed companies um, still have stock. One of our favorite is Fruition Seeds up in uh, they're in New York. Um, but And you can also cheat and skip the seed starting and go to your local greenhouses who have plenty of vegetables going for everybody right now. But uh I hope so. Um, I, I expect a strong gardening season as a result. But we love to teach people about seed starting. I have long before the pandemic thought everybody should grow 
at least something at their own home in terms of food, whether it's a single container on the porch or a big vegetable garden in the backyard or even some lettuce jars in the basement. Um, lettuce growing can be and leafy greens, herbs, super easy process. If you look up the Cracky Method, there's lots of information on that on our website. Um, and it's almost foolproof. You can seed them in, seed in jars, um, throw them under our happy leaf lights, and we tell people you can literally go on vacation for three weeks because the lights do a lot of the work. That's hydroponically growing them. That's passive hydroponics, and um, super simple. It's not as intimidating as it sounds, but uh, for the seed starting pros, it might be a nice, fun, new way to learn how to grow seeds. But what? if you want to do it the conventional way, yeah. it's easy, it's cheap, it's very economical, and uh, it's fun. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is, let's not confuse people. The hydroponic way is the one you can, you know, duck out of town. Well, nobody's ducking out of town right now. Um, but if you did, you can let them go on their own because the water's there and you only have to do is replenish the water every once in a while in, in the container, which is a jar or so you some often a Mason jar. Um, but if you're doing it the conventional way, which is, uh, with soil in a little seed pot, you do have to pay attention to the watering. Don't you BJ? Yeah. Um, in fact, I think watering is the trickiest part of seed starting. Um, people like to love their plants a little bit too much and water them every day, you know, um, that's not necessarily good. The seed has to be moist throughout the entire germination process, but you can't overwater it because you could rot the seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why isn't it good enough just to put it in the window? Well, um, several reasons. If you have a cloudy day, um, in the winter, we're only getting nine hours of sunlight and most plants require 12 or more um, sun-loving plants anyway require 12 or more hours of sun a day. And even if you have a wonderful sun room and a south-facing window in the winter or on a cloudy day, or if there's overcast from trees and shadowing, um, you're not getting all of the sunlight you need. Um, the sun has obviously got the right spectrum for plants to grow, but you're not mm -hmm. getting the quantity of light that you need, usually even in a south-facing window. All right. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, window, I, it cracks me up when you read all these articles and it says, you know, plant seeds and throw them in the windowsill. Um, the main reason is because the duration of light is not long enough. All right. And and we only have a few seconds left, but as you said, the happy leaf LEDs are attuned to what the plants need. Vic has been tweaking that forever, and he's got it to a science. Yeah. He does. It's been wonderful. Um, they're made in the U.S., if you uh, use your promo code, try them out. We don't have a shortage, and we'll ship them right out to you. We have a huge amount of resources on our website to learn about indoor gardening in particular um, and lots about seed starting. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, B.J. Miller. Go to happyleafled.com or go to my website. Get your happy leaf right now. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to the, the folks on the network. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. 
Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I'm looking out the window at the guy who's got his dog, and they walk by. We got a a, a block full of Parkway lawns, okay? Mm-hmm. But the dogs, when they come by with their dog, with my Parkway and my front yard that are all plants, like, uh, and their daffodils coming up and muscari and and the sedges are st- it's still a little early for most of the sedges. It's weird. Weird. The native plants take their sweet old time about it, but, but the non-natives they're like popping up. And of yeah. course, the people with their dogs they let the dogs go in there and poop and pee on the uh, on all the plants. And I and I I want to <laughs> want to run out the front door and say, look at all the lawn down here. Why don't you let your damn dog pee on the lawn? <laughs> okay, not on my plants. <laughs> I don't get people. Hey, doofus, and your dog. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. (laughs) Come on, folks. Give me a break. (laughs) Get off Mike's lawn. Get off my lawn. (laughs) And there's there's a reason for it. It's not the kids, but the kids do it too. You know, and then they come out with the soccer ball and they're playing on the sidewalk. And I'm going to say, hey, kids, go play in the street where it's a lot safer. All right? Because. because uh, if you play on the sidewalk and it goes into my daffodils, you're going to get hurt, and it's going to be for me. Ah, the grumpy! You're the grumpy gardener on the block. You bet I am. I have yelled at kids. I really have. And they're like, "Bobby, the guy yelled at me." Uh, so, oh well. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, by the way, that's uh, Lisa Hatterline on the on the uh, on the Zoom machine. There, we're we're going to get to her in a second, but. We, we've got a real quick segment here uh, before we talk about oak trees in McHenry County. Um, Peggy and I have been looking at the world. The world continues even in the midst of a coronavirus cry, a virus crisis. Um, and, and sometimes very quietly continues when we uh, don't in, know in, it. In, in male- malevolent ways, like, for instance, with the birds. Yeah, so this is from Audubon dot org this week or actually end of last week the headline amid global pandemic federal government pushes ahead on fossil fuel leasing and bird protection rollbacks as the coronavirus deepens conservation groups are calling on the interior department to give a distressed public more time to comment on controversial policy changes they haven't changed the comment dates business as usual yeah exactly and and then there's this article uh, from the New York Times, the uh, Environmental Protection Agency on Thursday announced a sweeping relaxation of environmental rules in response to the coronavirus pandemic, allowing power plants, factories, and other facilities to determine for themselves, because they're, they're all good actors, uh, if they are able to meet legal requirements on reporting air and water 
pollution. Your government at work. So while everybody's freaking out uh, about the pandemic and trying basically to survive, your government is gutting your environmental protections. This is the same government that can't even get emergency supplies, the PPEs, to, uh, to, to all the people in the country that need them. But they have the time to gut our environmental protections. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It, and no watching. So it's easy. There's no pushback right now. Yeah. Or a little well, less pushback. There's well, you know, if you're at home, here's what I'm going to tell you. You get on the horn and you go to your representative and you say, why is this happening? You know, and the problem is there's so many of these things that can be done by executive order. I think it's time to limit the powers of the presidency. I think it's just time to just like whoop, yank him, get the hook and just whoop. And we got to get that guy off the stage because he's just uh, sending us bad information and he's killing people. Anyway, all right, let's we'll talk about better things when we come back. Uh, uh, oak trees in McHenry County and what they're doing to preserve them. Lisa Hatterline is up with us next. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and we'll be right back. Do you know that some kinds of landscaping services are considered essential, even during this time of stay-at-home orders to prevent the spread of coronavirus? Bartlett Tree Experts knows that, and they will be there when your trees need help. With spring storms still a real threat, you might need to have damaged trees or limbs removed at a moment's notice. It's a matter of safety for you, your family, and the public. In addition, what if your tree, possibly an ash tree, needs its scheduled treatment to fight off emerald ash borer or other pests? The good news is that outdoor landscaping provides an opportunity for good social distancing. And Bartlett's teams have all of the resources they need to employ safe operating procedures. After all, safety has always been the linchpin of Bartlett tree experts, and that's not going to change now. So if you think your tree needs emergency treatment, even during this crisis, give the folks at Bartlett tree experts a call. Because even in a pandemic, every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. From small boat to your dinner table with a quick stop at your doorstep. The seafood at Sitka Salmon Shares comes from a collective of small boat fishermen who respect the ocean and its sea life. They're a community-supported fishery like your CSA. Instead of produce, they bring you responsibly harvested, wild-caught Alaskan seafood. The fish is in season and reflects the limits of nature. You even know who caught the fish. It's right on the box. Sign up today. I did. Use promo code MIKE25 for $25 off your share. Go to SitkaSalmonShares.com. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook and YouTube at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike, at MikeNovak.net. We're also at TheGreenDivas.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on the Smart Talk Radio Network. Podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. Sign up to get our newsletter on the homepage and support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at MikeNovak.net. A health threat anywhere is a health threat everywhere. I'm Dr. Phil. A new coronavirus outbreak called COVID-19 started in China and is spreading to many countries, including the U.S. It's critical to get the facts about how to protect our friends and loved ones. While CDC is working with states and communities to stop the spread of the virus, health workers and emergency response efforts need our support. The CDC Foundation, a nonprofit organization, is focusing on immediate and critical needs that help protect our communities here at home and those around the world. 
We can all play a role in stopping this deadly virus. Get updates, learn how to protect your friends and family, and find out how to help. Go to cdcfoundation.org. That's cdcfoundation.org. Together, our impact is greater. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the CDC Foundation. Things different already, but Singapore be steady. Stay clean and healthy. Just use your brain, use your brain. Wash your hands whenever you can. Wash with soap. Don't play, play, understand. Use hand sanitizer. No soap and water. Don't touch your face. Wait, that's an order. Wear a mask if you are sick. See a doctor. Faster be quick. Okay. I can almost hear that, but I know the folks listening can. It's that, That's from Singapore. That's their uh, version of the uh, coronavirus song. And the, the, the tagline, of course, use your brain, use your brain, um, which means don't go running. No more toilet paper. No more toilet paper. Uh, don't. <laughs> Don't be a, I couldn't I couldn't hear that through my headsets. So. No, they didn't say toilet paper. They just said use your brain, use your brain. Mm. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak show with Peggy Malecki and we will use our brains in just a second to talk about oak trees. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now as we've talked about. That's why the Mike Novak show with Peggy Malecki has just launched a campaign called Keep Eating Healthy and I'm going to tell you right now if you are uh, a farm uh, if you're a co-op if you're uh, a farmer's market, you should contact us and get on the show like Cedar Valley Sustainable Farm did. Um, and if you're an omnivore, having a freezer full of high-quality, locally raised meat is one thing you can do for your family. Cedar Valley Sustainable Farm raises their animals in ways that respect nature in fresh air and sunshine on green pastures. All the animals are drug and hormone free and the meat is cut and packaged to your specifications. Order by March 31st for April delivery or, and that's just two days from now, folks, March wow. 31st. So get on it right now. Go to the, our, our website, MikeNovak.net. Uh, and uh, you can order by April 25th for delivery in May. Go to CedarValleySustainable.com cedarvalleysustainable.com and click on the custom butchered link to place an order or you can purchase a csa share a meat csa share go to the right side of any page at mikenovak.net for more information about cedar valley sustainable farm and other small businesses in the keep eating healthy campaign and again i urge uh, local businesses, local farms, small guys, small gals mm -hmm. uh, who are doing this to contact me because this is what we're going to do during the uh, COVID-19 crisis is try to get information out about your operations, keep you going. It also keeps us going. You yeah. know, it's a win-win situation. And lets people know other options they have. That's right. And there are options other than uh, going to the local supermarket and uh and getting things and actually i got stories to tell about that too but because uh, we had a delivery the other day so um it's yeah we can talk about that with rick later yeah we'll do that later right because i'm not going to do that because right now i want to talk to lisa hatterline uh who uh is joining us from McHenry county the wonderful folks in McHenry. one of the things i i always say about McHenry it must be something in the water because you guys 
uh, seem to do it right. You have a real connection to nature up there. I've spoken many times up in McHenry. I've done events up in McHenry County. Um, and, uh, uh, so now we have, uh, Lisa from the Land Conservancy of McHenry County, sometimes known as the TLC. And you guys are launching the 5,000 acre challenge. Lisa, tell us all about that. Sure, sure. So, um, thanks for, for having me on. Um, this morning. The, uh, the 5,000 Acre Challenge is uh, our latest effort to uh, raise community awareness and get pe- more people engaged in taking care of the oak woods in McHenry County. So we've got um, about 18,000 acres of oaks that remain in the county and to date uh, about 3,700 of those acres are being taken care of by whoever owns them. Most of those are owned by public agencies. Uh, The conservation district, park districts, the state, um, but almost all of the uh, oaks that aren't being taken care of that are just out there, unprotected, unmanaged are on private property. Uh, This is, you know, if I can interrupt you for a second, we we have Doug Tallamy was on the show. Oh um, yeah. uh, In February. And we got to talking about this. Uh, he, he, this is sort of his mantra now, which is we've used up pretty much all the natural areas that can be owned by states and the government uh, and organizations. Um, now we have to go to the private homes um, and try to rescue those areas or preserve those areas. Um, 95% of of the land in america is uh is is um i believe it's it's own it's own no 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 yeah isn't it owned privately 95 percent it is something mm-hmm. like that. and yeah. and he talks about um uh oak trees being a keystone species Absolutely. um and this is why you're preserving oaks in McHenry county because there's five percent of the species of plants, native plants that provide 75% of the nourishment for our local fauna. And oaks are in that number, aren't they? They are. They, they absolutely are when it comes to things like um, all of the, the butterflies, moths, the common, you know, the group of Lepidoptera, um, anything that has a caterpillar. They mm-hmm. love oaks. I mean, there's hundreds of species that, that use oaks. And some of those only use oaks. So it's not like, oh, they'll just go over to the Norway maple if, you know, there's no oak. They really need the oaks. And in the Chicago region, we've lost um, almost almost 90%. I think it's 87% of the oaks that were once in the region um, once covered the landscape. And they are such a critical keystone species that it's really imperative that we figure out how to um, how to preserve and keep those part of the landscape for the future. And that means that private landowners are we need to figure out how to get them to step up and get engaged and get excited about taking care of their oaks because these these fellas are not and guys and gals uh, are not. Um, the, the big old ones aren't going to live forever. And, yeah. you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I have a 47 inch, um, wide oak in my yard that has died recently. You know and, why? Um, yes. Bur oak blight. 
Oh, yes. so we and we just had somebody write to us on Facebook and said, "Can you tell us about Bur Oak Blight because it's, it's apparently quite prevalent in Wisconsin." And then we have other things like uh, sudden oak death, which we've talked about on this show, which is not here yet right. in Illinois, yeah, yeah. but it's a yeah. terrible problem on the West Coast. It is. It is. And what what I've been told, um, you know, we work with uh, work with uh, one of our sponsors is Davy Tree Company, and they're more active out here than than Bartlett. I know Bartlett has had a lot of experience with. Um, with bur oak blight in the Lake Forest area, the North Shore, mm-hmm. they've had they've been hit pretty hard, um, and it's but it's started to come out here. And what what I've been told is that if the oak tree is otherwise healthy, um, it'll it'll survive the 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 blight, um, the inf- infection, the fungus that that hits the tree. But you know when a tree's you know, four feet across, you figure it's, it's 250, 300 years old. I mean, it's, it's old and they can live a long time. Yeah. But settlement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, my, my house or, is a hundred years old. Pre-current settlement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this house, this tree was a big tree when, you know, I live in Harvard and Harvard was founded in, you know, the 1850s and that tree was here, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's pretty amazing, but it's old. And, you know, like the rest of us, you know, you get old and those those, you know, additional impacts mm-hmm. like the Baroque blight or the um, you know, the 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 oh whatever the you know, the oak wilt and all these other um pests that can come in and diseases, they just take a toll. It's harder to recover so as you get a, old. Is there a lack of of younger trees are there's not a lot of seedlings or what's what's that's part of the problem is because our oak woods often aren't it most of them aren't being managed so they're grown up the understory with buckthorn and honeysuckle are the two main culprits and and And, establish that there's different kinds of honeysuckle i've got the honeysuckle vine growing on my backyard pulling down my fence but that's not the invasive honeysuckle it's a shrub the invasive honeysuckle that you're talking about correct yeah there's a there's the um asian honeysuckle and it's it's just it's everywhere it's very prolific and um same thing with the the european buckthorn it's just it it spreads like crazy and And, and as you mentioned it, it prevents seedlings from growing. Uh, some people think that uh, buckthorn ease even has allelopathic properties, which might kill off uh, small seedlings. Not only does it smother them, but we think that maybe in the soil, there might be something that uh, chemicals that are sent out that yeah. kill the young seedlings. So when you've got all this stuff on the, on the floor of your forest, you can't get new trees. So you have to manage that. And, and oaks need light. I mean, that's the big thing. They really need light. And if you notice, you know, oaks are a little slower in the spring to, to leaf out. They take their time. And part of that is you get a diversity of wildflowers under the oaks. You get a lot of sunlight that's coming in through the leaves. And that's good for the young oaks that are trying to grow. And so it gives them a chance. And and then healthy oak woods, there's it's basically dappled sunlight 
you know, throughout the year. It's just a really lovely um, place. But when you get the the buckthorn, the honeysuckle, they come in. I mean, they're the they're the guys that in you know literally a few days you're going to see green. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the woods, we need to get. Let's get to uh, yeah. uh, your 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 goal here because sure. you say that you've got. Uh, 3,700 acres of oak woods protected in McHenry County. Now you want to make it 5,000. That seems really like a modest goal to me. Yes. Uh, yes. Should it be that well, hard? And and what and how do you engage private landowners to get on board? Well, that's that's just it. Is you know we've we've been um, we've been working with with private landowners um, for you know 12 years. And on trying to, to move the needle. And so that's gotten us to the 3,700 acres. And it's like, okay, what do we need to get people, you know, to get more people on board? Because I think we've gotten the low-hanging fruit, as they might say. Um, so what? how do we get the next level of folks? And one of the things that we thought was really important is that it's an attainable goal. It's not something if we said, we're going to preserve all 18,000 acres and we want you to get on board. It's like, psh, that's impossible. I'll do my part, but those mm-hmm. other guys aren't going to do yeah. theirs. So, yeah. but to get another 1300 acres, yeah, we can do that. And my goal, my, my thought is that, Hey, so we get to that first 500 and then let's do another or 5,000 and then let's do another 5,000. Um, and so we can build on that and build on that success that, yeah, we can do this. And, and I think a lot of this is just awareness that pe- so that people know, um, that there's something they can do and that it matters. Uh, and I think, especially right now, people need something they can do, uh, something that's tangible that really does make a difference, uh, for, for birds, for wildlife. It, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and we have about thirty seconds here. Um, what's the the outreach like? It's uh, is it mail? You picking up the phone? You calling people? What are you doing? We're doing a little bit of everything. So we're trying to do what we can to get people to go to 5000acres.com, a special website for this. We're working with municipalities so they can help get the word out. We're working with tree care companies so they can get the word to their their customers and just everything we can do to get more people aware of this. On the website, there's a fun feature where people can enter their address and they can see if their property had oaks. Yeah, that map. Yeah. 1837 map to see if it's there. Okay. Folks should go to 5,000acres.com, right? Yes. 5,000acres.com if you're in McHenry. But you know what? Send this to your other cities. Try this out in your other places uh, in the country. Lisa Hatterline, thank you so much, and I hope you save your oaks. We'll be right back. Thank you. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazarus, and this is Climate Connections. In many parts of the U.S., family farms are disappearing and being replaced by suburban sprawl. Our estimates are that farmland loss is occurring at an alarming 175 acres per hour. Jennifer Moore Caceres with the American Farmland Trust. She says when farmland is lost to development, it's not only a problem for agriculture. It can also hinder climate action. Although many farming methods can make climate change worse, farmers also have the potential to store a lot of carbon on their land through practices like cover crops and minimized tilling. According to the U.S. Climate Alliance, Managing natural and working lands so they store more carbon 
is a key strategy to limit global warming. But when farmland is lost to development, then we're significantly reducing that soil storage that we have for carbon sequestration. And it also then increases the pressures that are put on the remaining lands to support and produce the food that we need for society. We might need more resources, more inputs. Water use is going to become more critical, and that just increases the stress on the land. So Casera says protecting farmland and promoting denser urban growth can help the climate. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. This is Mike Novak from WCGO. During the COVID outbreak, you can still find fresh, healthy food and help others receive it. There's the Chicago Community COVID-19 Response Fund, the Greater Chicago Food Depository, My Block, My Hood, My City, and more. Check out Illinois Stewardship Alliance, Chicago Farmers Market Collective, Green City Market, Naturally Chicago for fresh food resources. There's more out there, so find it. Don't let anybody go hungry in this time of crisis. We're all in this together. No, this is the new anthem for the age of coronavirus. I, I'm sure I'm not the first uh, DJ to play that on a radio show mm-hmm. in honor of uh, COVID-19 outbreak, but I, I was, I was working on stuff like last night, and it just popped into my head. Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> I thought, okay, yeah, that's it. Again, though, their song was slightly different context. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's weird how... Yeah, but meanings change over time. They certainly do. Before we get to meteorologist Rick DeMaio and, and folks, yes, we have bonus DeMaio time Woo-hoo! on the show this morning. So uh, get ready with your questions. Uh, Peggy will see them. I, I'm terrified to, to look at Facebook because I have so many things I'm juggling here on the yeah. screen right now. Same here. Same if, here. I, if I even try that, something will go wrong. I know. <laughs> no. Uh, but before we get to Rick, we need to put in a word about Happy Leaf LEDs. They, of course, are a great sponsor of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. They're back. And this is exactly the time mm-hmm. you want yeah. to put your, your LED uh, light, grow light uh, on yep. top, above your seedlings. Because a lot of folks right now are thinking about growing things. And it's too cold outside to do a lot of them, especially if you're going to get peppers or tomatoes uh, started. Uh, and, and Peggy and I both have those going, and we've got our Happy mm-hmm. Leap LEDs. Yeah, because gardening has not been canceled. Uh, it has not been canceled. And what you need to know is that we got a special offer. If you go to the homepage of MikeNovak.net and you click on the Happy Leaf LED logo there, it will take you to a special landing page. I don't know if you've seen the landing page, Peggy. Yeah, I have. They've I have. got There's some uh, great resources up there. Computer, but the cool thing is they got a computer with <laughs> our show page. I know. On it. I love that. That is so fun. Uh, and it says, welcome, Mike Novak and Peggy Malecki fans. Glad to have you here. And you walk through and you can – uh, put your name in there, sign up to get a Happy Leaf LED light. And I got to tell you, we had B.J. Miller on in the first hour explaining why they're so good, and they just are. Uh, they have tuned the frequencies to plant growth. Yes, you could use a shop light. It's not doing the same thing. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, 
And one of the great things that the Happy Leaf does, and, and I hope they're still doing it. Um, I, I should have asked them when I was talking to them yesterday, but when I got mine, they set a timer yes. along with it so that yeah. you can just set the timer. And that's what I've in the other room. I've got the LED lights going on my tomato and uh, uh, kale and, and even beets. I decided to grow some beets indoors. I'm going to let me know how those go. I'd, I'd love to start those. Yeah. And the, the beets are coming up. They rock. They, they came up first. It was like yeah. looking at radishes come up or something. They came up so fast. Well, I, I think one of the really good things on the Happy Leaf lights as well is I've got the 33 inch grow light, which I think you do, but they yeah. also have 17 inchers. I've got one of those, but they even have little four inch indoor LED grow lights. So if you've got just one plant or one pot of herbs, you can put that over over those plants. They and even have a four inch. I mean, if you want a little yeah, pop. That's the one I was just talking about. Yeah, the yeah. four inch. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the other thing, again, if you, if you click on the link on the Mike Novak show page, it will take you to the special landing page where you can order and get a discount. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also when we were talking to, uh, to BJ, BJ earlier, she, they have a special seed starting page, um, which uh, you go to happyleafled.com slash seed hyphen starting. And it's that simple. And they'll walk you through. And they talk about how uh, you get higher germination rate, faster growth, healthier seedlings, lower operating costs because it doesn't suck up a lot of power with your LED. And one solution for all growth stages higher yields. And that is ultimately what you want to do. So go to happyleafled.com. We're pleased to have them back on the show. Um, I have one other thing I was going to add on them. If you can't garden, but you know a gardener, they have gift certificates available too. Ah, let's do that. So uh, folks, uh, get your seeds started now. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Let's bring in meteorologist Rick DeMaio for a bonus DeMaio on a Sunday morning. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing good. You know, that police song, I think, is incorporated in my uh, Title IX training at Loyola and Lewis University. <laughs> oh, good yeah. morning, Rick. Yeah, had to go down that road, didn't you, Rick? You're just trying to get me yanked off the air, aren't you? Well, I mean, it, it's all about a teacher who is hot for a student, right? Let's not, you know, mince words here. Well, <laughs> I know, I know it is. I was, I was trying to duck away from that. Okay, I just, oh, I mean, you it know has, me. I'm not going to lie. It has more from back then. It has new meaning. It has new meaning. There Richard. It is. Now, see, Mike, there's the balance to the show. Pick says it has morphed. It has new meaning, right? It, it it's does. Like, it's like this conversation you guys have about. Seedlings and grow lights. It's like I had those conversations when I was in college as well back then. That's morph too. <laughs> well, you know, uh, talking about Happy Leaf, people, the minute they hear that uh, the name of the company, that's exactly where they go. But even that has changed a lot because, uh, you know, I was talking to Polly from Happy Leaf and she said, Yeah, when we first started this, everybody assumed it was all about growing cannabis. And then, and now, People have come to realize, no, it's really about growing everything and anything right. in your garden, often uh, vegetables. Vegetables mm-hmm. are a key element uh, uh, for the people who are growing happy, uh, using happy leaf. Yeah, life. but you could probably you know, you be know, what, starting what? edible flowers under it and yeah, other, other animals. Yeah, you know, well, you know, while, while we're talking about that, you know, if you think about it, guys, the, the conversation that was in the news the most about two months ago in the state of Illinois particularly was 
the impeachment and also the sale of legal marijuana. I would like to know how the sale of legal marijuana has changed. Um, and a couple of things, you know, you might not be able to get enough people into the dispensaries, but mm-hmm. is this higher level of anxiety and the fact that people are now home more leading to more sales? I mean, I don't know. I think that's, that's, well, great. that's a great question. Some of what I've, I have but, read on it, of, of what I've seen going by, is that many of the dispensaries have switched to medical to make sure people with their medical cards are able to get Oh, I get it. Right, yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Yeah, but, you know, when, when I think the first thing you said, Mike, was how you doing. I don't know. I, I, think, it, I think it changes by the day. Um, I, had a, I had a little bit of an episode of um, nausea yesterday, had a little bit of a mild fever, and the first thing that goes through your mind is like, oh, my God, do I have it, you know? And then, you know, I'm walking my dog this morning. I was fine. I was probably just a little bit of indigestion. And this woman, like, literally clears me by, like, 12 feet. And I go, I, you know, I said good morning to her. She didn't say good morning. And then after she cleared me by 12 feet, I was, I kind of went, I went, really? I'm like, I don't think me and the dog are that much of, of a threat, although I get where she's coming from. Yeah. But Mike, I spoke to my brother early this morning, and he lives in Long Island City. And literally people are walking around with almost hazmat suits on. So, again, if people in the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago, are still going, ah, it's not that bad, look at what's happening in New Orleans and in New York City. I mean, it has gone over the top. And, and, that's, and that's the real sad part about this, is not only, you know, from a health standpoint, but from a mental standpoint as well. And I think, Peg, you're going to have a lot of interesting articles to write in the next, what, several years of natural awakenings of, of how, you know, how we deal with this, both from a a mental standpoint, a, a relationship standpoint, a family standpoint, and, you know, is it kind of a check on the way we live our lives? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Well, nothing's going to be the same after this. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, you know, we, we've, we've seen this in our lifetimes already, how things change. And first it was right. 9, 9-11, and now we're taking our shoes yeah. off and our belts and, yep. and all the, all yep. the stuff you go through at uh, an airport that changed everything yep. about flying. This is yep. going to have even more profound effects yeah. on society yeah. of, of of people even <laughs> wanting to go to big events and big venues or back to restaurants and and it's yeah it'll be interesting. at least until there's a vaccine mm-hmm. and uh, possibly even after. Vaccine, yeah. uh, and yeah. by the way, uh, I did I did find an article that says. Uh, uh, this is from uh, St. Louis Public Radio, believe it or not. Thousands of retail stores and other businesses. Because, you know, in St. Louis, they're paying attention to the sales, marijuana sales in Illinois. Um, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, thousands of retail stores and other businesses have shuttered across Illinois under the stay-at-home order. But there's one notable exception. Marijuana dispensaries are open to both medical and recreational wow. customers. Medical cannabis facilities are classified as essential health care and public health operations mm-hmm. under Pritzker's order. Uh, while other businesses have steep drops in customers, sales at cannabis dispensaries remain solid. So there you go. Oh, we got a break here. We'll be right back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. <laughs> I didn't even see the clock. Here we go. <laughs> Mind it. 
in Corona, unana. It came all the way from China, na na na. Everyone's freaking out, Corona. There's something about this virus, Corona, unana. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I found that one again on the used tubes, and yeah. this I'd- is. Hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah, no, this woman just uh, turned on the camera and started singing. Really nice voice. And then um, Corona Unana. All right. Instead of Havana. Uh, or Shanana. Well, the original song's Havana. Oh is, oh, is that what that song is? Yep. I had no idea. No clue. That's how, how clueless I am about <laughs> it. All right, so. It's okay. Mike, 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 haven't you figured this out by now? Peggy knows everything. No. Um, no, not really. Sometimes, no, not at all. Pop so, culture. Peg, Peg, Peggy Malecki is a source of all intellect. She, she is. <laughs> she is. She, she is. I'm serious. She's like a walking encyclopedia. I, I admire her. I admire her breadth of knowledge. I mean, she just told me before it was 59 degrees at midnight, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know that. I looked at my phone. I'm like, man, she was right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Peggy Malecki show with Mike Novak. There you go. You finally got it right. It's the Peggy Malecki show with Mike Novak. I'm I'm just here for window. I'm just the preface that we. I get all my knowledge from my dog. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, hey, hey, so, hey, 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 hey! Have, have you been giving your dog now extra walks now that we're all like sequestered? No. <laughs> See? Oh, brother. Okay. She's, she might be smart, but she's uh, she's cruel. So there you go. No, I've been living at Looking my computer. Uh, and by yeah, the way, speaking of dogs, uh, during the last segment or the segment with Lisa Hatterline, another mm-hmm. person came with their dog in front of my house. Not just let the dog pee on the edges, but oh, dear. wander into the middle of the garden and and just stood there while the dogs do it. It's like it's as if. The the, the uh, human has no control over what the dog does. It's all about oh, the dog. God. Wow! So, and did they pick it up, or did they say this is mulch? <laughs> well, I don't think the do- the do- <laughs> no, it's fertilizer. It's not mulch. It's fertilizer. Uh, uh, anyway, sure. that, that, the dog was there long enough to do that. So thank goodness. It just it was just long enough to trample a few of the upcoming daffodils and then move on. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so we, were, we were talking off there before about, you know, whether or not, you know, decreased air travel may have an impact on, you know, the amount of contrails that we have. Um, I, I don't know yet whether or not that's going to be a big deal because studies have shown that even during 9-11 when we had no flights going for three days, um, it was almost like less than 1.5%. Um, but again, that was, that was short term. And then we, you know, we picked up the air travel pretty quickly after that. So one thing that we need to do, and scientists not only love data, but they love trends, um, you'll probably see a trend more so in urban areas where people were basically told to stay at home for the last two weeks. And one thing I think is going to come out of this, Mike and Peg, is that humans can make a difference if we actually try to make a difference. So we, we talk all the time about decreased use of automobiles and blah, 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 all this other stuff, and using, you know, better, you know, fuel economy type of vehicles and, and you know, lower lead and all that other stuff, or higher oxide, I guess is a better way of saying that. Um, and then you see it when actually we're forced to do it, and the numbers, as Peg was referring to before, 
have literally fallen off the charts from a standpoint of carbon dioxide emissions, particularly in urban areas. So even though we're doing this obviously for the health of our society, it shows you what can happen when humans actually are kind of like, yeah, I think we need to do this, and we do it, and then you see the data right then and there. And it's not only here in the United States, it's globally. Yeah, and it, but the problem is it's not going to continue when this is done. You know what's going to happen. Everything's going to ramp right, right back up. I, I, I understand that, but as a scientist, when people say the other side goes, oh, we're not going to make a difference, and even if we do, it's not going to put a dent in anything, it actually does. So whenever you have a trend that helps you support an argument, you can use that. And I understand where you're going with this, especially from the standpoint of cheap gas means people are most likely going to be using their cars this summer, and you'll probably see that ramp up. But again, all I'm referring to is the fact that the less amount of usage of cars and diesel trains and all those other things in urban areas shows you how much, you know, a week or two can have an impact on the environment. You know, that's actually, you're right, that's a that's a great point, because unlike 9-11, where we basically just shut down air travel, so much more shut down now. So there's a lot more, right. a lot less carbon dioxide being pumped into the atmosphere. And you're right, people I will know. look back at this, and they'll be able to do studies and say, you know, when this happened, here was the result. And, right. uh, and perhaps it can be a model for the yeah. future. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the the weather. Um, we had a, we didn't get the nasty storms that were they they weren't necessarily predicted for our region, but there was a possibility. Right. And as it turns out, they didn't really happen that close to Chicago. There was a a cell that went by Rockford. I saw last night. Yeah, uh, you were mentioning tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. There was one tornado confirmed. Um, I think it was in a town called. Dillman Valley, I have I, I, to double-check on that, but there were two confirmed reports. Uh, one produced some fairly significant damage to um, a small, it looked like a cluster of homes in a farm field. But what was really concerning about this event was it had all of the, um, all of the earmarks of what happened, you know, with, with the Tennessee event, uh, mm-hmm. low instability, incredible amounts of wind shear, and then also the Fairdale tornado, which was April 5th, 2015, and also the one back in November of 2013. So even though this had a little bit less moisture and a little bit less instability, um, it was a Saturday. Um, it was occurring during a time when a lot of people were home. But what I think is most interesting, uh, Peg had brought up the Jonesboro, Arkansas tornado. That actually went through a couple of areas where you had this densely, uh, you know, dense area of manufacturing plants destroyed the manufacturing plants, no injuries. You know why? Because there was nobody at work. What's the irony of that? Yeah, wow. Due to the fact that people were not at work, they were at home because of the COVID-19 virus, those plants typically have a lot of people in them. So I know weather and nature and, you know, health all work in mysterious ways, and this definitely was like, you know, as much as Mother Nature has been pissed off at us, uh, she took the night off last night, and that's a good time uh-huh. to take a vacation. I guess she did. Week. Okay, we're going to need a forecast here, Rick. All right, so we got about two and a half inches of rain. That rain is obviously soaking up into the ground, or these are soaked into the ground. So dry and cool today in the 40s, near 50 to 
tomorrow. Ditto for Tuesday. And another round of rain comes back at us on Wednesday. We are officially done with the letter FN, letters F-N-O-W for the season. No more of that, but it definitely looks kind of cool and wet. All right. Thanks, Rick. We will talk to you next week. Appreciate the extra time. No problem, uh-huh. guys. Be safe. All right, I want to thank everybody on the show. Melinda Myers, BJ Miller, Lisa Hatterline, Rick DeMaio. Thanks to Andrew in the studio. Thanks to Kayla and Hannah. Until next time, go green or go home. Uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. (laughs) 